Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the program. It's Mick Dagger here. And the General. We've got an awesome beer we're featuring. We're going to dive right into this in a few minutes. But uh, seriously, there's a lot shaking in the world of Beer Army. We're uh, closing in on Beer Army Beer Week. That's right. Next week it goes off. It uh, coincides with the North Carolina Craft Beer Month. And so Beer Army Beer Week is kind of like an opening tribute or opening week. Um, So next week, even though a couple of the events are actually the last couple of days of March, it's kind of like... (laughs) <laughs> the first couple of days or last first couple of days in April fall in next week. And so that's right. the reason why we went with it. And that and with uh, that, that wacky Easter jumping into March this year, vice usually being in April. Mm-hmm. So that's why we had to move some things around. But um, and so we're really excited because next Wednesday, uh, that's a week from today, we're going to be featuring some beers from Sierra Nevada. They sent down some of their one-off type beers, mm-hmm. you know, straight from Mills River or whatever that you mm-hmm. ain't going to be able to get your hands on anywhere else unless you go up to Mills River. So we're excited about that. The next day, we're doing a beer breakfast dinner. So we're pairing beers, North Carolina beers, with uh, breakfast type items. And we did it years ago back in the outpost. It was a huge hit. So we're really excited to be bringing it back. I That's, can't wait for that. If you go to BeerArmyBeerWeek.org, it, it'll tell you all the events, but it'll tell you what the lineup is, what beers are being paired with, what food. So there's some very um, interesting things there. So mm. they, you buy your tickets online, so you can go online and buy your tickets for that. There's only like 40 seats or whatever because it's a very limited engagement. You need to get on that. And then, of course, that includes a, uh, a limited edition um, uh, Beer Army Beer Week glass. So we, you know, you definitely want to go check that out. And then uh, we have our pub crawl where we do the passports. We do it a, kind of a unique where you get your passport and you run around and you get it punched at these locations. And, um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. And then, of course, give them hell. And that's the big one. That's the big anchor event up in Smithfield at Double Barley doing uh, give them hell day. And uh, just I cannot wait to get my hands on that beer. Oh, and, that's uh, yeah. it, so. Mm. But speaking of beer, I uh, last week we talked about you said something that was kind of like maybe think. Uh, when we featured the beer from Wicked Weed, the uh, El Paricio. And, yeah. and you said, man, this has got to be the first stout that I've had that's not barrel-aged or bourbon barrel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that got me thinking, like, I don't think we've ever featured any craft lagers or, you know, I mean, we've done some sessionable beers, but never kind of, uh, um, well, we've done some Doppelbox stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, the only lager that I remember but, doing. But, uh, you know, I guess I'm talking about straight-legged, um, you know, like an American uh, amber lager or, you know, something like that. And so, uh, these guys, and I'm going to talk about sunken city brewing company out of Hardy, Virginia. They're just outside of Roanoke, which about five miles Southeast of Roanoke. But if, you know, if you're not familiar <laughs> with Roanoke is, I think a lot of people kind of understand where Richmond, Virginia is, you know, I think that's kind of easy to find. Not that they're anywhere near Richmond, Virginia, but as a crow flies, they're 150 miles West of Richmond, Virginia. So okay. they're kind of, you know, on the Virginia, West Virginia, that Shenandoah Valley, Blue Ridge, you know, Parkway area. Um, and so this is their damn lager. It's a four and a half percent. Basically, it's an amber lager is the style. And you can get more information about Sunken City Brewing Company by going to their website at sunkencitybeer.com. And we're going to talk about that namesake here in a minute. But first, let's talk about the beer. This beer uses three types of malts and two types of hops. It pours a clear orangish copper, amberish color with a small white head, invisible carbonation. There's a little bit of lacing. Uh, The nose has a good amount of caramel, toasted bread, and sweetness. Uh, You do get a little bit of spicy and floral hops in the background, but it's definitely malt forward. Uh, The flavor is similar to the nose with that sweet caramel, that biscuit, and some toasted malts. 
uh, you get like just a skosh. I'm going to say skosh. <laughs> light word. hops and bitterness on the back end. Uh, the body and mouthfeel are light to medium with medium carbonation. And it has a pretty crisp, clean finish. And uh, it's a very easy drink of beer. I, I think very you can, easy. I think you can drink many of them. I think you could you could cook with this beer, you know, like uh, use it to um, marinate, you know, or cook your brats in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm and, thinking brats with this. And, um, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it's a very easy drink of beer. But what's really cool about this brewery, so it was founded by Jerome uh, Parnell, and he was a local Smith Mountain Lake resident. And he started by contract brewing dam lager at a local Roanoke brewery in 2010. Then they broke ground in 2012 on their own brewery, and they were operational in 2013. So they're not, you know, a very old brewery per se. And at that time, Virginia only had, I want to say, because they're always Virginia's always surprisingly been behind. Um, and I say that because they have some major metropolitan areas like Northern Virginia, Richmond, Norfolk, mm-hmm. uh, Newport News, and all that stuff. Uh, I think they only had about 40 breweries when these guys started. So I don't know what their count is up to right now. But um, they broke ground in 2012, again, operational 2013, at a cost of $2.3 million for an 8,800-square-foot facility. Um, that's a good size, but it's not, like, huge. I, I, for that kind of money, I guess I imagine that there's going to be a bigger. But uh, it features a production brewery with a canning line, tasting room, and outdoor beer garden. And I, I definitely want to emphasize the canning line because that's what we're drinking out of now is out of a can. Well, not out of a can. We pour it into a glass, but... Uh, you know, I, I really like seeing more and more breweries getting into the, the craft can or getting into a can stuff. So the brewery houses a 25 beer barrel, four vessel brew house. So that's a pretty good size brew house Man. for for a microbrewery and, and have four four vessels like that. And this is the cool part. So the namesake, you know, this sunken city is taken from the defunct city of Monroe that lays some 300 feet below the lake surface. And in 1819, local landowner Abner, you don't hear Abner very often as a first name, Abner (laughs) Anthony successfully petitioned the Virginia General Assembly to incorporate the city of Monroe in Pennsylvania County on a portion of his land along the banks of the Stoughton River. However, the Civil War and subsequent economic downturn essentially wiped it off the map. So in 1963, Smith Mountain Lake, which was which is a 40-mile long lake, was created when the area was dammed up and flooded to generate electricity. And so you got to remember, he founded this city along the along the riverbank. Well, right. when he dammed it up, 300 feet below the surface sits this town. So I'm thinking, man, that's got to be some inter- interesting scuba diving going on down yeah. there. Well, yeah. 300 feet. You ain't scuba diving down 300 feet. Not not normal, Patty. That's deep diving once you get past 100 feet. So Roads, bridges, churches, ghost-like imagery of a turbulent history. Yeah. So, um, so then again, so they dammed up. So the theme and name of the beer is, again, like you just said, it comes from the flooded town, comes from local roads, roads, bridges, and other structures in the area. So I think that's really cool how you tie it back. And I like the the logo, how it kind of has like these bubbles, but it has a city outline and has these bubbles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's crazy. It's like, I want to take a trip up there to check this out. Not that you're going to be able to, again, go 300 feet unless you got a freaking submarine or something. But uh, <laughs> um, and that's a pretty damn deep lake, too, when you think about it. I'm sorry, but there is probably somebody... Near the border of West Virginia that has a submarine. <laughs> there probably is. I live in the mountains, but I got a submarine. Man, you never know, man. 300 feet, though. That's that's a, that's pretty... That's that's crazy just reading uh, this history on the can as well. You know, it says it's a 40-mile long, like you said, lake, but over 500 miles of pristine shoreline. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, 
yeah, I just thought it was really cool though how they got the namesake. I mean, because it we, again when I think of Virginia and I kind of knew where where Roanoke Rapids is and stuff like that right away. You know, I'm thinking that's mountain area. You know, pretty much it's for us anyways compared yeah. to us in the coastal flats. You know, so when you think of Sunken City, you would think, oh, they're off the coast of something, you know, like Atlantis type thing and something, you know, the tide came in, it's underwater now or something. But no, that, that's just really, really interesting. So it's, it's, uh, some, it's definitely something I want to go check out if I'm ever up in that area. Uh, it's kind of out of the way for us because in order to get to it, you basically got to go through county roads. There's no direct highway per se or whatever, you know. And so yeah. uh, it'll definitely take a, a while to get to because of that. You know, you're going to hit every little podunk town and, you know, two-lane road in <laughs> between here and that's there. True, but, that's true. That's so. true. I was hearing John Denver, though, when you were describing the rough area. You are saying Blue Ridge, Shenandoah. Oh, were you? Yeah, West Virginia. <laughs> I was I was hearing, you know, you know Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah, whatever, <laughs> that river. But I, life is old. They're older than the trees. Wow. Younger than the mountains, blowing like a breeze, country roads, which you'd have to travel to get there. That's right. So, anyways, uh, again, check them out. Sunken City Brewing Company, and we're imbibing on their damn lager. 4.5% ABV. I don't think I threw out the ABV out there, so you can definitely drink uh, you know, a fair share of them. It's definitely sessionable, and uh, you can get more information by going to their website at sunkencitybeer.com. I could see diving into one of these after like mowing the lawn and Oh, yeah, yeah. Just need something refreshing. It's I, really good. I'd say, why wait? Do it while you're mowing the lawn. Yeah, put it in a camelback. Just put a straw <laughs> in your mouth. This is thinking, really, really good. I was thinking more like that helmet, you know, where he holds the two beers, you know, and you got the. Uh, the What's host. interesting is the uh, the brewmaster on this beer is uh, one Jeremy Kirby. Mm-hmm. There's any familial relation to Mark Kirby? I don't think so. I doubt it. Bro. From what I checked, uh, he's a Nor- uh, originally a California native. Went to school in Germany for brewing, and then uh, he left uh, some brewery in Nebraska to come start working at Sunken City. So, oh, hell yeah! Well, good <laughs> on Jerome Parnell the third. The third, yeah, I didn't throw out the third. The founder there of uh, Sunken City Beer Brewing. That's freaking awesome. I like this beer. Check them out if you're in the Virginia area and you want to travel some back roads and get some delicious beer and some interesting history. Do it. And he also linked to all the information about uh, Sunken City. In the show notes there, beerarmy.org. Check it out. Peruse the back catalog of episodes. Feature a lot of different beers. There's just uh, so much going on in the craft beer world. Uh, just to expose you to it as, as part of what we do. And uh, just to talk about life. And we've got some awesome aspects of life to get to with our heroes never die. An awesome story you have, Dustin. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's definitely going to be some heavy accents. We might have to translate a little bit, but we'll get through it. But uh, it, it's okay. a real heartbreaker, but uh, at least uh, there's some good news uh, behind it, too. So Awesome. Well, stick around. That's coming your way. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Hey, Dustin. Yeah. Brewburn's coming back around, buddy. Yeah, it's amazing. Is that as if you didn't already know this? No, it's amazing how fast the time flies i guess when you're having fun but uh do want to remind people right now you can get discount tickets if you are a newsletter subscriber it's free to subscribe you will get a discount code get you five dollars off your ticket you okay um 
Well, no, we just had somebody hit me up. They're like, I can't get my discount code. It's like, oh, you're distracted at the moment. No, well, because it comes across and it's like, okay, if you don't put us on in the days of spank, you know, uh, spam and uh, spam can laws and people's emails. And, you know, if you don't put us on your safe center list, we're finding that our stuff will automatically go to your junk folder right. or, or, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, people are pissed when they're like, well, I didn't get the damn code and I'm signed up. And it's like, well, we can't control how your email handles stuff, you know, uh, you know, and so we're always like, and we always tell people, please add us to your safe sender list. But yeah, so check that out because we have sent it out. The code did go out and went out as a special email release. So, um, and the reason, and why do we do that? It's to make, you know, because if you're not getting our emails, then you might as well, if you don't want them, then you should unsubscribe. So we're not sending you junk because we don't want to, you know, plethorate the, uh, plethorate, plethorate, <laughs> yeah. permeate the interwebs with junk, you know. And uh, Well, the other thing, though, too, is is since when do we become responsible for how frequently people check their email and their well, junk folder? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just the jerk in me. But no, seriously, beerarmy.org, hit it up. There is a code. Uh, to get discounted uh, Brewburn tickets and but, definitely take advantage of that. And it's double opt-in, so you're going to get another email that says, yeah, you want it, so your buddy can't sign you up. And, you know, yeah. It's confirmation. It's double opt-in. We do that because, again, the laws that are on the books about sending out emails and stuff, and uh, so we try to be responsible about that. And, of, of course, course, we're going to have this uh, this music event that uh, is yet to be named uh, afterwards. Um, it's not an after party. It's going to be its own standalone event, but it will also be happening uh, that evening, later that evening. So cool. definitely want to you know, stay tuned for that and find out more. So. Definitely. And if you're looking for a band, no, yeah, no, you already got stuff in the works, but, uh, you know, I play in a band. I know. I know. I heard you've been doing good things, man. <laughs> no, we're kicking butt. We're having fun. Yeah. It's just my creative outlet, man. There you go. But uh, regardless. Like, like this isn't one of them? I mean, there's so much talent out here. There's there's so much talent in uh, eastern North Carolina. And, uh, you know, when, when Beer Army does stuff, Beer Army goes big. So doing great things for people. So make sure you follow and, and uh, be a part of... The Brewburn experience, seven years now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. It's awesome. And right now, one thing that blows my mind every week is uh, Heroes Never Die and stories you bring to the table, highlighting the good that somebody has done in the most trying of situations. And whether it be heartbreaking or whatnot, the thing that really cuts through and what is so important is just the fortitude and the passion that, that people will display, even when they're not expecting it. Because when the chips are down, you never know who's going to step in the gap. You know, we try, we feature stories uh, around the globe. You know, we don't uh, stick to just the U.S. or, you know, (laughs) one geographical area or whatever. And so this week we have an interesting story coming out of um, Ireland. And it's a real heartbreaker because um, members of this family passed away, but Luckily, uh, a passerby was able to jump in and at least uh, save a, a four-month-old baby. Uh, mm. Give this a listen from a eyewitness account from somebody who observed what happened. There came a fellow along. I was talking to him, and he's over from Kerry Keel. And I says, can you swim? And he says, I can. I says, please, please, please. And he stepped off to his underwear and had it out. And, and it was a great, great that he did. He came back with a wee baby. I think whether he got it or how he got it, but some they're saying that it was handed out to him. When he came back, he was totally exhausted. I think if he had it for another five years to go, I can't say how he made it. He was shouting, grab the baby, grab the baby, and he was taken to hospital. He was cut in different things, you know, but very heroic, and it saved the wee baby's life. And all the time, the car was bobbling about. And I was hoping against hope, because I knew the servers were all on their way. And I was hoping against hope that... 
the car would stay up until the people came and the uh, I was watching the car and the nose was starting to dip and then all of a sudden the whole car just went down the nose, nose first and everything stopped it was harrowing and heart rendering mm, man yeah so it's just so I want to explain like what happened here because it's like okay what exactly happened what, what went down so in Ireland obviously just like we hear stateside we have ferries you have piers you know uh, cars will drive off the the pier onto the ferry or onto the ramp or whatever well it turns out um, in this situation that the the concrete ramp I guess where the ferry meets, and this gentleman was just there to enjoy his evening. I guess a lot of people go out there, enjoy the evening, you know, have some light refreshments or whatever. And just, it's a beautiful, you know, serene type scene going on. And this car, um, I guess, parked so low on the ramp that there's moss and stuff that grows up on it and makes it slippery. Uh, And so the car slid, basically. And they said, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but... Um, why this kind of pisses me off when we talk about government and what you know what a responsibility mm. and stuff like that but it slid into the water and because the ferry goes right there i guess it's trenched down pretty deep and they were saying well and only one of the windows is open a little bit so i guess the car floated initially and a gentleman was coming by that's what he was saying a passerby basically and he go you know he already called 99 999 which is their version of 911 and explain the scene and they you know they got people coming on the scene and but meanwhile this guy came by and he's like hey can you swim cuz i'm assuming and this was the interview of Francis Crawford so he was being interviewed and this is his eyewitness account and the guy said yeah i can swim he's like you know there's a car out there there's people you know and so the guy stripped down to his underwear, jumped into the water, you know, choppy water. By the way, this time of year, kind of cold up oh, there. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, so he, he swam out. I guess one of the windows was open enough that they handed out the four-month-old baby. Uh. So imagine this. Okay, because a baby, a four-month-old is not going to cooperate. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going to try to carry that thing. Keep it above water. Mm-hmm. You're freezing cold temperatures. You're trying to swim back to shore. And uh, and then the car started to teeter, teeter more, and then it sunk down. And unfortunately, um, Sean McGrady, his sons, Mark, 11, Evan, 8, and then his mother-in-law, Ruth Daniels, 57, and her 15-year-old daughter, Jody, all drowned in their Audi um, when it settled uh. down. And I know people think, like, one, why can't you just open up the freaking doors or whatever? Listen, when you have water pressure in this on you. displacement and that pressure right. is insane. The only way, and I know this firsthand from um, doing dunker training and stuff like that in the military, you mm. basically have to wait till the car gets fully in, submerged mm-hmm. before, because then the pressure comes off and then you can open it. One other thing that I didn't even think about, uh, you know, because most cars nowadays, when's the last time you've been in a car that has a hand crank? Well, maybe your truck does. I mean, I know. My, my, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I do get, I get, well, I'm kind of weird that way, but I love having manual yeah. locks and, and windows just because of an electrical failure I'll still be able to have the ability to well in this function. situation this this had you know it was fully loaded and everything and so when salt water goes in electronics that was something I was just thinking about I mean me I would think that you'd be able to break out a window but again it's sometimes easier said than done especially when water's up against it or whatever mm. uh, so it's really really unfortunate I mean so that's the heartbreak um, of this whole situation but uh you know, Louis Louise James. She was the mother of the children. She was at a at a party somewhere else in Liverpool uh, when the incident happened and discovered the tragedy. And it's just you know, our heart goes out to her and to the family and uh, the McGrady's. And uh, but thank God for this one 
unnamed person, because I tried finding this Irishman's name, can't find it. He was, after the baby was taken to the hospital, he was taken to the hospital because I guess he had scrapes and, you know, like he was, had severe exhaustion and stuff like that to make sure he was A-OK. So, you know, good on him for, again, like we talked about, what the show's all about. Wow. Not not standing by idly and, uh, you know, and doing something about a situation. You know, one life saved is better than no life saved. So, you know, uh, you know, it's truly... Appreciative. So where do I want to go? Because we know we've talked about politics. We had our in-your-face last uh, week and stuff like that. We kind of got on it. I'm always about less government. I've always have been. I'm more conservative like that. But in this kind of a situation, okay, when you pay taxes and you pay fuel taxes for the maintain roads and, and ferry systems and all that, to me, is an extension of that. Mm-hmm. And the, supposedly this location, similar instances have happened like this. Put up a fucking barrier, Okay. Or do the proper maintenance to make it. Oh yeah, safe. make sure the moss. Yeah, but I mean, you would think, like, well, I mean, first of all, you'd think, okay, there's some common sense. Like, hey, you hmm. shouldn't park that close or whatever. Maybe there was signs. Maybe we don't know. We don't know. But to me, it's like seatbelts. You know, I mean, I mean, when they first came out, I know there's a lot of people. You know, when we made it a law, you know, years, you know, what well, decades ago now, yeah. you have to wear a seatbelt. People are like, that's bullshit. I should be able look, dumbass. It's a proven fact. Seatbelts save lives. You should wear your freaking seatbelt. To me, that is a good law to have. You know, just like uh, hands-free cell phone use, no texting. To me, that makes sense. You know, that's where government, I I feel like, is not overstepping its boundaries. And it's actually trying to help people who are too stupid to, you know, do the right thing. (laughs) Where what I have a problem when we have too much government, it's when they start interjecting, like, you know, you hear people can't piss on their own property. You know, or something like that. It's like, it's your property, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not talking about putting toxic waste. You know, you're talking about, you know, defecating or urinating on your own property. To me, I don't see a problem with that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I've heard people get tickets for it, you know? It's like, what are we doing? Well, just don't dig a trough and have a huge party and have everybody do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, My you know, problem is, is when government comes in and tells you you're stupid. Yeah. That's my problem. Look, I understand there are laws because some people are stupid. And it's just a safe thing, but then, but the government comes in and tells you that you really can't think for yourself. That's where I have an issue. Yeah. Well, in this case, I do think though that you know the government should step in. They should do the right thing. To me, it's a no-brainer, especially if it's happened in the past or similar situations. Uh, to me, there's no excuse. There's just no excuse. It's like uh, not having a stop sign at an intersection, you can, and you constantly have fatality after fatality. Again, that's where government just step in and say, yes, we should have a freaking stop sign there, or we should right. have a traffic light there, or something like that. So, Right. I anyway. got you. <laughs> got you covered. Well, you ready to laugh, man? I am. I actually have an update, too, when we come out of the break, an update on a story that we've actually updated before, too. It's a, like an ongoing saga. Oh, wow. So. It's a saga. It's a saga. <laughs> a yikum tatsu saga. That's right. And just some shit you can't make up. We're going to dive right into it. So uh, prepare yourself. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at beerarmy.org. I'm looking at the calendar here, Dustin, and I'm seeing there's only nine days left in a month. Which means that you only have nine days left to get your scholarship application in because that's when it closes yeah. out, 31 March. So uh, actually, Get on it. You know, <laughs> next week, I mean, it's going to come. It's, it's You know, you're talking about, what, eight days away? Yeah. Yeah, eight days. Yep. Did my math wrong there a little bit. But, yeah, it you know, 
you got to get it in, man. It's free to apply. Cost you a stamp and your time. We uh, received a well. This is where we start receiving a bunch. We just received seven more yesterday when I checked the, uh, oh, cool. the PO box or whatever. So yeah, uh, another one from Oregon too. So that's awesome to see. Um, some of those other states that we've been doing fundraising in. Well, Virginia, Oregon, and North Carolina, those are where the scholarships are available. That is correct. So, yeah, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, if you're a degree-seeking student, regardless of what age you are or where you're going to school at, as long as you meet our criteria, you can get more information by going to beerarmy.org slash scholarship, and um, you can find out what the heck we're talking about, and you can apply for the Beer Army Foundation Scholarship Program. And again, it's free to apply, nothing but your time. So, you know, please check it out. Again, that's beerarmy.org slash scholarships. And then, of course, we have uh, our pledgers. And then those are the people that allow us to make this possible and, and make it happen, all of our supporters. But I look at our pledgers, our Beer Army Super Soldiers, kind of be like a little bit more hardcore about it. And that's where you can pledge your support. You can get more information by going to beerarmy.org slash pledge. You get some, some nice uh, little treats. Some uh, Depending on what level you pledge, you get uh, some Scooby Snacks. You get some Scooby Snacks, <laughs> yeah. No, but you get some uh, swag. And, and, of course, speaking of swag, you can go to the online store. We have um, Thank God for Beer Design has been done. Now we just need to oh, get sweet. it shot and put up. We were trying to get it done before Easter, but it looks like we're going to run out of time a little bit. But, it's just an awesome T-shirt regardless. Yeah, we've had a lot of people asking us to bring it back for years now. We haven't had it in circulation for a while, so we're pretty excited to bring it back. Well, I'm excited as well. I mean, you add that to the uh, the Fire in the Hole and the Heroes Never Die T-shirts. Those are uh, Those are badass as well. But you can check out all the swag and uh, peruse. There's some really cool, unique stuff there. One thing I noticed is uh, it's you know you have good stuff when you take it to these silent auctions and people are just yeah bidding <laughs> bidding and, and itching to get their hands on it. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty. You know, speaking of silent auctions, the, the Give Them Hell Day is an action packed day because we also have World Beer Fest Raleigh. Yeah, and, and we'll be doing a silent auction simultaneously there. So yeah, that's going to be a crazy. One. Yeah, it's going to be really nuts that day because uh, we're going to be running around all over the place from uh, one side of Raleigh to the other. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun, regardless. Speaking of fun, uh, I need I need a laugh, and I know uh, we got some stuff here to share. That's hopefully going to do that. At least it will for us. We hope it does for you as well, because there's just some shit you can't make up. Make this, uh, before we jump into our main shows, I know we like to do our updates. And since you said you you said we're going to do updates during this, uh, this yeah, segment, yeah. we're not going to do a special jingle or anything. I still want my damn jingle, but whatever. Your update jingle? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I didn't know you wanted I'm a an jingle. update jingle. I'm a jingle whore, man. So you want an update jingle and then a regular jingle for for well, you want, to see. I want a jingle for the jingle. Here's an update for your update. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a jingle whore, man. That's all. I like the jingles. I like the jingle. I like to jingle it. <laughs> all right. You got an update. What yeah. do you have, man? So remember we talked about uh, Sergeant First Class Charles Martlin. Yeah. And we featured the story last year when it first happened. And uh, just to kind of um, re-familiar everybody, he was the uh, the Green Beret Special Forces um, veteran who was stationed in Afghanistan in 2011 when he confronted a local police commander who allegedly raped a 12-year-old boy and then basically yeah. laughed in their face and, you know. <laughs> well, the police commander laughed in their face. Right, and, right. Yeah. And so, you know, when we talk about child molestation and, you know, uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment, awareness, and all that crap we get in the military – and then the fact that um, it basically jeopardizes military career. And so we had an update about this a couple of weeks ago where he he basically um, appealed it, the decision, because basically what happened is about a year ago, the Army conducted a qualitative management program review board. 
and called for Martlin, among thousands of other soldiers with prior disciplinary issues, to be involuntarily discharged by November 1st, 2015. Yeah, one of the cl- things to clarify, though, with this was that he was forced out because he beat the crap out of a dude that raped a boy. Yeah. I and mean, then laughed in his face when he was confronted about the child molestation. But, I mean, he didn't really beat his ass that bad, though. I mean, it was more of a throat slam type situation. I mean, I think they yeah, could have done a yeah. lot worse, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, the classic, and this isn't just an army term you know hurry up and wait that applies to the military across the board because i've done a plenty of hurrying up and waiting in the marine corps and so now they've they've basically delayed another decision um so back to one may so it's kind of dragging it out um Mm. a third time so this has been put off now a third time as he's trying to fight to stay in And, and the cool thing is that his appeal he garnered more than 300,000 signatures on a petition calling for his de- for this decision to be overturned. Right. That's it the right freaking thing. Be. Yeah. So hopefully we'll keep monitoring it. We'll give an update if we, uh, we get it. But uh, Well, there are enough uh, veterans uh, in the uh, political arena now. Uh, I came across something of one of them just blasting uh, the government for forcing this guy out. Yeah. Good. So Good. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. This needs to change. That guy needs to be, uh, you know, put, you know, at least if have that at a minimum removed from his, his record. Yeah, his absolutely. Record. absolutely. So whether or not he wants to stay in after this, that's totally up to him. Yeah. But well, uh, with Easter coming, I've got a very interesting story to share. Ooh. And we don't travel south, where I thought a story like this might have generated. <laughs> no, we travel to New Jersey. Oh, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm because ready. an Easter bunny at a New Jersey mall was filmed brawling with a customer. <laughs> <laughs> was it over some Cadbury eggs? Give me my damn Cadbury eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, just listen. Well, it's less than a week away from Easter, but it looks like not everyone is in the holiday spirit. New video just surfaced of this Easter bunny involved in a brawl. Yes, it happened at the Newport Mall in Jersey City yesterday. The Easter Bunny seen exchanging punches with customers waiting online to have their pictures taken. Wow. Uh, mall security guards are seen trying to break that fight apart. No word on what the fight started over or the condition of anyone involved in the incident. Easter Bunny beat down in front of kids. There's kids there waiting in line exactly. to take pictures. It's just like the guy is hired to bring joy to kids, oh and, and he's, he has still has the Easter Bunny arms on and everything, and he's throwing punches with the with fur on. It's just it's ridiculous. That's not what you want to see. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this 22 year old guy in the Easter Bunny suit told police the other man involved in a fight was the father of a one year old girl who had fallen out of the chair after taking a photo with him. Oh, so the guy. With- he thought he what like the baby slipped off his lap and so yeah. it was his fault. Yeah, and he or... said the father verbally and physically attacked him after the young girl fell. And uh... <laughs> wow, wow, no charges though. The investigation into the incident is ongoing, but yet no charges have been filed as of. Uh, Kids traumatized earlier this by week. the Easter Bunny giving a beat down to the dad, <laughs> or, or possibly vice versa. Dad beat down. The I'm Easter sorry, bunny. but I I did the Easter Bunny thing to make some extra cash. Did you really? At a mall. Really? In Maryland. Years and years and years ago. And I'll tell you what, those parents are ruthless and they're horrible. And I wanted to beat really? some asses. Wow. Literally, I mean, you have parents push you around, yell in your face. Because, I mean, it gets hot in that suit. Yeah, I bet it does. You know, and then you're surrounded by people, so you get even more hot. And so you, you do them in like 30 to 45 minute sessions yeah, and then you take a 15 20 minute break 
<laughs> and yet, if you have parents waiting in line and your time's up, they get angry. Yeah. I mean, I was being escorted to the area where I could leave because I couldn't take the head off to be around kids because it's traumatizing to kids. Oh, got it, got So it. I'm being escorted by mall security to my break area to where I could take the head off, drink some water, and get a break. <laughs> and then parents are like trying to prevent me from leaving because they were waiting in line, Fine. but it was time for my break. Oh, and they get mean and mad, and I could see this dude oh. going to blows. <laughs> but it's still oh. freaking hilarious to visualize an yeah, Easter, you know, a furry and a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's about as uh, – I, I, I chalked that up there. I know you said that you thought it would be one part of the country. Well, I have one for that part of the country, and I know you miss your state of Florida. So, yeah, state um, shaped like a dick. The, I, I've, I've heard a lot of excuses of trying to get out of you know police, you know, pulling you over for speeding or whatever. And this gentleman, 24-year-old Carlos um, Ramos, he basically said, hey, I'm racing home to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so right. legitimate. He's going seventy five and a fifty five. You know, he's just trying to get home and take a dookie. Does he go by the name Racing Ramos? I guess so. But uh, anyways, it didn't quite unfold like that. Here, give this a listen. When you gotta go, you gotta go. A Florida man is accused of urinating and defecating in the back of a cop car. According to the arrest report, twenty four year old Carlos Ramos Erazo was pulled over for speeding. He told the officer during the traffic stop he was in a rush to get home because he had to go to the bathroom, investigators said. The officer claimed Ramos Erazo refused to get out of his vehicle and drove off. A police pursuit followed. Ramos Erazo eventually ran from his car and he was arrested. While en route to the jail, police say that's when he made in the patrol car. Ramos Erazo is now apparently in deep doo-doo. He was booked on multiple counts, including fleeing from police, battery of an officer, and resisting arrest. He's expected to be arraigned next month. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Leisha. What's with that music? Dude, all I know is I'm bouncing my head here. I'm thinking about seeing the the Easter Bunny do the smackdown to that music. I need that music next time I take a shit. I'm going to sit there with jazz hands and just plop, 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 plop. Spirit fingers. Yeah, the next time I have the runs. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of annoying, wasn't it? It was totally unnecessary. It didn't seem that annoying when I was previewing it to figure out what I want to do for the show lineup. But race and Ramos there. Yeah, race. And so the crazy thing is they don't talk about it is that I guess they, they did pull him over, and when the officer reached through the driver's door to unlock it, that's when he drove off, struck the officer's arm, so that's, you know, you know assault and battery technically. And then when assault he left with his, a jazz hand. So when he left and ran with his vehicle, get this, the police shot him with a taser. That doesn't make you shit your pants. I don't know what will, you know. So, but I guess he didn't. He waited until he was Sorry, in the cop car. Sorry, tense his muscles up. That's going to contract the sphincter. So, anyways. Or constrict, yeah. I should say. So good on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is insane. It is, dude. It is. Jeez. Go for an, an update to it. All of a sudden, this insanity. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Well, let's wrap it up with a bionic penis. What do you say? Bionic penis. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard of one? A bionic penis? No, I know that there's things for guys that are impotent. They can put, like, you can pump it like I don't know beer, bladders as I say beer. Pretty <laughs> much, beer you're pretty penis. much on the right track. But you put up, and then I heard they even have maybe like flexi rods or something. So you like bend it, and well, there's know. there's a Scottish guy who's been outfitted with a well, if you want to call it a, a bionic penis, and bionic. Uh, apparently he's he's lost his virginity. But this is a, it's a tragic <laughs> thing that happened to this guy. It happened when he was like 
six years old in a horrible car accident. Ooh. He had his penis oh, violently <laughs> ripped from his body. And oh, jeez, dude. He's had all these surgeries and everything else. But uh, he's finally experienced the, the power and beauty of a woman, I guess. At 40-something years old, though. Yeah, well, here's just a sample of a little bit of this guy's backstory. Pay attention. And thanks to life-changing surgery over the last three years, the 43-year-old could now be able to have sex for the first time in his life. When I was about 37, you know, I got a letter out of the blue from a hospital which I had attended to saying that, you know, we'd like you to come back and see us. We think we can do something for you now. They constructed the penis from skin taken from arm and obviously they grafted it down below. They basically had to do it in different phases. When I went to see my doctor, the first thing he said, he goes, you've got a, a big arm, so we'll be able to make you a big penis. So from there, basically, I just left it to him. And I'm quite happy with what I've, what I've got, you know. Mohammed's ninth and final operation was completed last July. He was yeah. given an imp- Okay. Got He's got right a big there. arm so he can have a big penis. That's what the doctor told him. Well, jeez, I should be hung they, like they, a... Yeah, because they grafted skin from his arm. And- I know, but I, sh- I should be hung like an elephant then. <laughs> Come on, I got good-sized arms. I'm not trying to brag, but, uh, you know, I can tell you right now, down in the nether region, not so much. You know? Well, the thing is, is it's, it's his, his arm penis uh, arm it contains penis. tubes that inflate to give him an erection. Oh. And uh, he lost his virginity to a sex worker by the name of Charlotte Rose, an escort and sex activist. She heard about his plight through media reports and reached out to him to be his first free of charge. Wait a minute, though. You said sex worker, but then you said sex therapist? No, she's an escort and sex activist. Sex activist. Okay. Sex activist. So Hmm. I never heard of that term before. I mean, I knew there's activism for a lot of different things. I don't know if you're considered really good in the sack if the person you've slept with calls the experience an honor. (laughs) 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 So how was it? It was an honor. It was an honor. It was an honor working with you. Thank you very much. Don't call me. I'll call you. Honor work, baby. <laughs> She's an honor worker. That's it. Not a sex worker, an honor worker. Oh, oh man. Any other men out there without, you know, with penises violently ripped off yeah. as a child, if you're looking for. Nice. Nice. Some safety and security and an experience. Call me up. I'm Charlotte Rose. Sometimes I wonder about us, dude. I really do. What amuses us and what makes us laugh. Part of me hopes that we're the only ones that this kind of stuff makes laugh, but I got a feeling we're not. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who laugh at this kind of well, stuff. Well, I know you're going to get up and you're going to walk out of here, and the only thing that's going to be on your brain is arm penis. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I, I want to. <laughs> holy crap, man. I got a big yeah, arm. That's right. But Damn. Yeah. You think that it My would, penis it, doesn't measure up. That's right. You think it would correlate a little bit. No correlation, though. It's inverse relationship or something. <laughs> it's like, screw you, Muhammad Abad, oh, and your arm penis. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Honor work. <laughs> That's going to do it for Beer Army Engaged. Don't forget the back catalog of episodes always available to you. Hit up beerarmy.org. Follow us on iTunes as well. Stitcher, Podbean, all the avenues to get access to Beer Army Engaged available to you. And if you are listening, make sure you do rate and review. We highly encourage you to do so. That exposes Beer Army Engaged to, to other people because it puts the word out there. So thank you very much, and we will catch you next week. Rounds out. Beer Army Radio.